Hi, I'm Rob Hamilton. Thank you for joining me for Motivated for Tomorrow. In this podcast, we will outline the very first chapter, Find Your Voice. We will be introduced to a new character and spend some time with another to whom we were referred in the introduction to this book. Please know that this entire introduction is available through these podcasts and also on HamiltonSalesTraining.com under the Motivation tab. So please listen or re-listen at your leisure. So before we dive into Find Your Voice, let us go over again exactly what we are accomplishing with Motivated for Tomorrow. Many books on this subject matter, that being motivation or self-improvement, follow similar formats. They are familiar to us. The object of this book is to activate a few more senses, a few more feelings, to help us break through any roadblocks we might be encountering. It is hoped that we will be able to empathize on varying levels with the characters and understand what might be keeping us from being our best. Our release from mediocrity and our understanding that we are all able to improve and excel no matter what our age or station in life is the ultimate goal of this work. As the chapters are made available, we will consider ideas which might be new to us. Or perhaps we have tossed about such ideas in our past but have forgotten. We will remember together. At the end of each chapter will be exercises to help us reinforce these ideas and help us be who we truly wish to be. The first chapter of Motivated for Tomorrow is entitled, Find Your Voice, and opens with the following quote. You must strive to find your own voice, because the longer you wait to begin, the less likely you are to find it at all. Robin Williams said this. Before we get into the chapter itself, let's take a closer look at this quote. The first thing we must accept is the importance of finding your own voice. Aside from knowing thyself, an idea attributed mostly perhaps to Socrates, though there have been many proponents, working within a consistent voice provides an identity and confidence. One is far more influential and productive. Finding your voice early can certainly be beneficial, but do not fret. Many have discovered theirs later in life. It can be an ongoing quest. In fact, this is so for most of us. We will briefly touch upon those who create a voice rather than utilize that which is found within. The biggest difference one would learn is sustainability. Moving forward, we should all agree that finding our voice and using it properly is paramount to our success and happiness. Now, on to our first chapter. We met Benjamin Harris in our introduction. As chapter one opens, we meet his son, Stephen. He is an 18-year-old freshman who has just arrived on campus for his first semester. He is certainly distracted by his newfound freedom, though we imagine he is as prepared as any freshman for the experience. We certainly got the feeling that Benjamin would have had quite an influence upon that. As we progress through the beginning and middle of the first chapter, we alternate between Stephen's journal entries and narrative, which describes some experience he has had during his time. His father has assigned him the task of finding his voice early, during this first semester, if possible. One must imagine that they have discussed this multiple times in the past, but now is the time. The rubber meets the road, so to speak. Cliché, but apropos. Stephen's goals for now. Get through the first semester with the best grades he can and try to find out who he is and who he wants to be. Doesn't seem like much, does it? This was tongue-in-cheek, folks. That's a pretty tall order for any of us, no matter where we are in life, let alone as an inexperienced 18-year-old. Well, maybe we can learn from him. We are able to learn from anyone, you know. 
We have mentioned Stephen's preparation, mostly guided by his father Ben's hand. We learn of a truth which has placed Stephen in a better position than most to focus upon himself and his voice. Hard work pays off in peace of mind, or hard work is repaid with peace of mind. Stephen states that scholarships have come in handy and that his room and board are paid. This would be an enormous relief for most of us. Yes, he has the scholarships, but they were earned with his efforts over the past three to five years. We all have the ability to do the same. What will our next three to five years look like? Where will it take us? Will we eliminate some stress and anxiety, or will we create more? It is up to us. Are we able to truly find ourselves and our voices while under stress and suffering from anxiety? That would uh, be quite a task. Keep this with you. Hard work and productivity opens your mind and helps with self-discovery. Seek out the hard work and create results. In his very first journal entry, Stephen mentions liberation. Experiencing any type of new freedom is a great time to reboot, take stock, and reevaluate who one wishes to be and what one wishes to do. These freedoms can come in many forms and from either circumstances or renewed commitment. We are able to create mental freedom. It is a choice. Stephen has much going for him, but others might not under their current conditions. These can be changed, by the way. One might feel trapped in a job or a relationship. The truth is, we are not trapped. We are able to escape through this change of circumstances or renewed commitment. If for some reason the change cannot be made, then our commitment can be altered and refreshed. Try to look at your job or relationship from a different viewpoint and begin anew as if it were a fresh opportunity. The vantage point is up to you. Let the freedom of thought help you. This idea will be revisited. We meet Leo Hawkins in this chapter. He was once free of mind, then not. Now he is again. He is not the best communicator, and he is discovering his voice after many years in this world. He believes he has found a purpose. His voice is still a work in progress, to be sure. We briefly learn about Stephen's roommate, Matt Brady. He is a junior baseball player who seems to want to be everyone he is not. His arrogance is a facade. Any confidence he would have is deserved, but he has little, except on the baseball diamond. His self-centered persona is a creation of his own. He will be brought back down to earth, so to speak. The meeting at the end of the chapter will reunite Ben and David. Stephen joins them as his long first semester nears its end. David, too, has begun to rediscover his voice as the first step in his reboot. He is refreshed and ready to move forward with new goals. He feels freedom to do this, though his life is far more complicated than is that of a young college student's. During the concluding dialogue, the sustainability of a true voice versus one which is created or concocted is discussed. Please listen to the first chapter in its entirety and join us for Chapter 2, Goals to Live. Take care and continue to pursue your voice.